Welcome to Blazing Guts. I'm Teresa Blaze, and I've got my co-host, my good friend, my sidekick, Michelle Saunders Guts with me. Hey, Michelle, how are you doing? Hey, Teresa. Doing well outside of the really, really bad heat that we all are experiencing these days. (laughs) Definitely excited with football on the horizon. Yeah, and I'm telling you what, I'm loving the fact that we got football games to watch again. It's a beautiful thing. You just can't get enough of it, you know? So, uh, yeah. Okay, so let's jump in to uh, the games that, uh, that, that we need to deal with. First of all, we are going to cover the Cardinals and the Chiefs. But I want to, we'll save that because I've got a few things to say on that. That was... That was just a walking dumpster fire for the from the Cardinals, uh, but we'll 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 deal with that in a minute. I want to actually touch on the Broncos and the 49ers. I watched a bit of that game uh, because they were playing the same time as the Cardinals and the Chiefs, and it makes it challenging to watch two games at once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so here's the issue that I saw: the Broncos they led. Six to three through a good portion of that game, and then they let the chief, they let the Forty uh, ers creep back in, and they could not close out the game. They could not close out the game. Uh, that to me is a bit problematic. You know, if you're going to sit there and you're going to okay, we got new coaching staff, we got this, we got that. That's great, and I understand this is a preseason game. Let's get all the stuff out early. But I'm seeing things that I really am hoping do not carry into the uh, regular season. And I'll admit, the 49ers are are, are, are looking like a formidable, formidable team, unfortunately. <laughs> but the Broncos, if they want to compete, they're going to have to learn how to close out games. They could not close out against the Cardinals. Now they couldn't close out against the 49ers. Really. That's starting to become a trend I don't like. Your thoughts, Michelle? Yeah, Teresa. I didn't watch that game in too much detail. And so I don't feel like I could probably comment as well on it. I just know that Russell Wilson seemed to play pretty well with the time that he played. But I also know that the 49ers have been a pretty good team in the past and have obviously been, you know, performing better than the Broncos in the last season. Yeah. Well, the Broncos last season was a dumpster fire. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have expected that the 49ers coming out probably would have most likely showed up the Broncos. But again, I can't really speak to too much of that game because I was really focused on the other game. Yeah, I get you there. You know, I'm going to say this. I mean, I'm glad that Russell Wilson got some reps in. I'm glad that the Broncos, I mean, for what I did see that, I mean, they are somewhat improved, but again, they got to figure out how to close out games. You can't just let teams creep in like that because you're going to lose a lot of games that way. You know, it's the little things. How did they do with penalties? Uh, that I'm not sure. I mean, okay. Yeah, that I am not sure. 
I will, I will, I will say this. I mean, it's going to come down to. I'm going to keep an eye on them and how they play uh, in this up last preseason game. I'm hoping they can clean some things up. They really need to. Yeah, and that's really, I think, preseason games. You know, we we got to be careful. We don't get caught up in. Oh, yeah, this is going to be the their mo. You know, moving forward. I mean, preseason games are really out there for reasons. Um, some teams look at them as, Hey, it's just like a regular game. They don't want to lose. Right. But they're also highlighting their best players or trying to figure out who's going to play in what position and there's competing people. And, you know, so there's a whole lot that goes into the preseason, but, you know, I, I do know that what I read or what I did see it seem like Russell Wilson was was more consistent or was able to to gain some yardage and things like that. Well, and that's that's definitely an improvement over last season because I mean their offense was going nowhere fast. I mean it really was. And so I'm hoping that um what we do see with Russell Wilson is someone who can actually get the ball down the field. I mean, because that's really what they need. They need someone, you know, who can actually do that. And that's, I'm hoping that there is some major improvement. They did sign wide receiver Josh Hammond. I don't know what that's going to mean. And they did have to put their uh, wide receiver, Jalen Virgil, on injured reserve. So there's, you know, that uh, we'll see. Yeah, well, that'll be something that, that'll be a storyline to kind of keep an ear and an eye on. Uh, all right, moving on. Cardinals, Chiefs. Let's talk on the Chiefs first and how they performed, and then we'll deal with the other side. First of all, excellent play. They put, they put out four quarterbacks in that game. Every single quarterback got a touchdown. Every, um, out of the 30, mm, 38, Passes that were thrown in the entire game, they made 31 of them. And that was with all four of the quarterbacks that were that were brought out there. Okay. They just seemed to be on target. They they showed themselves to be a championship caliber team. They showed why they are a championship caliber team. Their defense was on point. I can't tell you how many passes they broke up. You know, they were just clicking on all cylinders. And I know, Michelle, you were watching some of the same things. Is there anything that I forgot to mention that I should as far as the Chiefs go? No, I think you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, I think they were at their best all the way around. I mean, they played as a team. Now, they did not have Jones. You know that. I mean, it's been winnable. It's been winnable without him. But the best version of the team is with Jones on it. And there's some contract stuff. There's some stuff going on there. Um, and so that's the only thing I would add to is, you know, he had 15.5 sacks last season, but he wants a new contract. Uh, and I think he should probably get paid because he, owned yeah, it. I mean, he's, he's trying to do that. And so I don't know where that's going to land. Um, but they did win without him, uh, in the preseason. Uh, this last time. And so I don't know. We'll just, we'll just have to see. I do know there was some rumblings around 
why the Cardinals stadium was so empty. Did you know? Did you know it was pretty empty? No, I was not aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 was pretty empty. So they've got they've got work. I mean, you know, Colts McCoy and Clayton Toon, and he is a real <laughs> person, Clayton Toon. You know, people watch him, but Kyler Murray, he's he's out, right? He's out long term due to an injury. So there was really not a lot of people in attendance at that game. Well, and I mean, because the Cardinals, I know they're working on bringing Kyler back, but, you know, I know that there is a quarterback battle um, and I don't think it's been won. I don't think any either quarterback has really put a statement stamp saying, hey, this is my deal. This is my team until Kyler gets back. So I think, you know, that that is still up for grabs. Moving on to the Cardinals side of the football field, they got destroyed. Okay. Between the penalties, dropped passes, missed passes, they got destroyed. The score was like 32 to 10. And I, I'm watching this going, dear God. (sighs) I mean, this was, I mean, I'm not going to say this is a time to panic because it was obviously a preseason game. They won the first preseason game, you know, but. My question is, which version of the Cardinals are we going to see going into the season? Are we going to see the version of the Cardinals that was on point that actually won the first preseason game? Or are we going to see this dumpster fire? I pray not. You know, this was... Obviously, they have some things to clean up. We know that. We And there's a lot of position battles that are going on. I actually just listened to a podcast, and I probably should mention that before... Um, as of this recording, before we got on, the Cardinals traded Isaiah Simmons, uh, to the New York Giants for a seventh round pick, which I find really interesting, uh, because they didn't have a place really to plug him in. So I don't know what they saw to make them want to trade him, but I just found it very interesting. It's like, hmm, well, now you're getting draft capital. That's going to be interesting. How's that going to pan out? I don't know what. Jonathan Gannon plans to do, but I know that they have, you know, I know they have been up doing joint practices with the Minnesota Vikings uh, this this week at camp. And I'm going to be very interested to see what they do to fix some of what we saw. They have a lot of things to clean up. I was not happy with what I saw on offense. The defense, you allow 32 worth of points. I just, I don't get it. Yeah, they have a lot to clean up. What does the coach say? Did they, did you watch any of the after? I did. Yeah. He was just basically, you know, we have a lot of things to improve on. We're going to go through the film. We're going to hold some players accountable, so on and so forth. You know, I like what I'm seeing from him, you know, because his whole thing has been accountability. Yeah. I think you're going to see gradual improvements once they line out the quarterback. And, you know, they just got to gain confidence with the fans again. And I mean, nobody wants to see them lose, you know, like they had and nobody and even the Broncos, you know, and Chiefs went through this, you know, for it took them a long, 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 long time to win a Super Bowl again. Chiefs, you know, Patrick Mahomes really brought it to life. The whole dynamic of Patrick and other players and, you know, that 
were on the team and, and the whole, you know, Kelsey and, and Mahomes and, you know, the, the, the coaching and all the things. I mean, it's just, it's a team effort all the way around. Yeah, it is. It really is. And I'm seeing, I will say this. I like the fact they have to clean up the the actual completions. I mean, they've got to, they have to move the ball down the field. There were way too many three and outs in my opinion, way too many. Okay. But I will say this, at least I'm not seeing the air raid offense. I saw a lot more quarterback under center. Who do I think should get the starting starting quarterback job? I think it's still up in the air. I don't know. I liked what I saw a little bit from Clayton Toon. He could move. Um, But then you've got 15 years of veteran experience in Colt McCoy. I'm not sure what I'm looking at or or what I think should happen. I think I want to really, I'm going to really watch this last preseason game. That's what I would do. I would make, I would make that because I would want to see the two again and see where that goes. Most of the time you will see the coach leaning towards the veteran quarterback as a usually. Yeah, I think so, but I don't, but he's not signaling that he's not given much of a clue in either direction. Yeah. He probably doesn't know yet. Yeah, I agree. There was a lot, you know, I was not happy with the offense, the defense. I mean, don't get me wrong. They sure gave a couple of quarterbacks a run for their money on the chief side, but it wasn't enough. You allowed 32 points to get scored on you. That is not just poor defense. That is an embarrassment. That is just an absolute embarrassment. You've got to clean that up. Okay. There, and there is one particular sequence that I was just like, are you kidding me? Okay. The chiefs through and I don't remember who was the quarterback at the time but they threw a chunk of yards it was like 15 yards downfield and that would have been bad enough but then you got an unsportsmanlike conduct which tacked on another 15 yards and so now you've gone from 15 yards to 30 yards down the field that's almost a flip the field kind of scenario you got to clean that crap up you really do you you just cannot allow for it you know, so I am I am I saying that the Cardinals are going to have a horrible season? No, I don't think that this coaching staff is going to allow them to have a horrible season. I don't think they're going to settle for uh, the products that we we saw on the field in this last game. I just don't. But what are we going to see? What version of the Cardinals are we going to see? I really have no idea. That's a fair. <laughs> that's a fair statement. It's just. You know, based on what I've seen, based on what I'm hearing, it's I have no idea. Well, it'll be exciting. When do they play again? Uh, I believe this coming Saturday. Mm, okay. I'm going to try to catch that. I don't know. We'll be on the road. Yeah, so. it, it'll be the Cardinals and the Vikings. That'll, I'm going to be interested in that. So with that, let's find out what happened in the rest of the NFL. Hey, welcome one, welcome all back to Lost Men Across the NFL for Thursday, August 24th, 2023. I am your host, John Losh, your friendly neighborhood Losh Man. And uh, here's what has happened in the NFL this past week. And uh, uh, and, and not only the last weekend, but also with Monday night's games, uh, preseason week three. Again, I'm going to break down the uh, stats for you on about four games and then just give you the scores on the other ones. Um, the uh, Browns and Eagles, uh, they uh, ended up tying 18-18. 
Uh, the Browns, uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson um, had uh, uh, the Browns. Dorian Thompson Robinson had uh, third was thirteen of twenty five and one hundred sixty four yards. Uh, Brown, uh, the uh, Eagles, uh, Tanner uh, McKee was uh, 10 of 18, 147 yards and a touchdown. Browns, Demetric uh, uh, Peaton, uh, seven carries and 36 yards. Uh, the Eagles, uh, Trey Sermon, five carries, 54 yards and one touchdown. Browns, Austin Watkins, seven receptions, 139 yards and one touchdown. The Eagles, uh, Tyree uh, Jackson, two receptions and 41 yards. Uh, the uh, Bengals and... Uh, uh, Falcons also tied. Uh, in this case, uh, their score was 13-13. The Bengals, uh, Jake Browning was 16 of 22, 140 yards and one interception. Falcons, Tanner, uh, Taylor, uh, Linicky, 13 of 21, 162 yards. Um, and, uh, Jake uh, Browning was also, also had four carries for 50 yards. Falcons, uh, Godwin, uh, in Iguabuque, uh, had 14 carries for 61 yards. Uh, Bengals, uh, Idre, um, Iosibus, uh, five receptions and 41, 44 yards. Uh, Falcons, uh, Josh Alley, three receptions and 41 yards. Um, Chiefs put a third, the Kansas City Chiefs put a 38 to 10 shellacking on Teresa's Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Chiefs Blaine Gabbert was seven for eight for 127 of eight for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Cardinals, uh, Clayton, uh, Tyne. Uh, Tune was uh, 12 of 24, 133 yards. Chiefs, uh, LaMichael uh, Porine, six carries, 41 yards. Cardinals, um, again, uh, Clayton Tune, six carries, 35 yards. Uh, Chiefs, Rasheed uh, Rice, eight receptions, 96 yards. Cardinals, Andre Bas- Basilia, uh, two receptions, 32 yards. San Francisco, uh, 21. Denver Broncos, 20. Uh, Broncos, Jarrett Stidman, 12 of 17, 130 yards. San Francisco's Trey Lance, 12 of 18, 173 yards, and one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Broncos, uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, seven carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown. San Francisco's uh, J- um, Jaron um, McNichols, six carries, 29 yards. And uh, Broncos, uh, J- Jalen uh, Virgin, uh, one reception, 50 yards. San Francisco's uh, Ronnie Bell, seven receptions, 114 yards. The New York football Giants, 21. Carolina Panthers, 19. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaggy Wires, 25. Uh, Detroit Lions, 7. Pittsburgh Steelers, 27. Miami Dolphins, 25. Indianapolis Colts, 24. Chicago Bears, 17. Tampa Bay Bucks, 13. New York uh, J-E-T-T-S Jets, uh, 6. Uh, Tennessee Titans, 24. Uh, Vikings, 16. New England Patriots, 21. Green Bay Packers, 17. Uh, Las Vegas uh, Raiders, 34. Uh, L.A. Rams, 17. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, 22. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, 14. New Orleans Saints, 22. L.A. Chargers, 17. And Washington Commanders beat out over the uh, Baltimore Ravens. They had uh, quite the game. I got to watch uh, actually part of that game, and uh, they made quite the comeback to beat the uh, the Ravens in the end. Your standings uh, for the uh, NFL right now in the preseason, you've got the uh, AFC East, Dolphins 1-1, one one, Bills 1-1, one one, uh, Patriots 1-1, one one, um, the uh, Raiders in the AFC East, Raiders 2-0, Chiefs 1-1, one one, Chargers 1-1, one one, Broncos 0-2, uh, AFC North, Steelers 2-0, Ravens 1-1, Browns 1-1-1, Broncos uh, 
uh, 0-1-1, and uh, then the a- AFC uh, South, Jaguars 2-0, Texans 1-1, Titans 1-1, Colts 1-1, and, and the NFC East, the Commanders are 2-0, New York Giants 1-1, Eagles 0-1-1, Cal, you said, oh yeah, Cowboys 0-2, NFC North, uh, Lions 1-1, Bears 1-1, uh, the Packers are 1-1, and, and the Vikings are 0-2, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the Vikings are 0-2, and, and then the NFC South, uh, Saints are 2-0, Falcons are 1-0-1, uh, Bucks are one and one. Panthers are zero and two. NFC West: Seahawks are two and zero. Forty Niners one and one. Cardinals one and one. Uh, Rams zero and two. Uh, your upcoming games for Week Four on um, Thursday, August twenty fourth. You've got Steelers, Falcons, Colts, Eagles on Friday, uh, August twenty fifth. You got Lions, Panthers, Patriots, Ty- uh, Patriots, Titans, uh, Chargers, Forty Niners. On Saturday, August 26th, you've got Bills, Bears, Seahawks, Packers, Teresa's Cardinals versus the Vikings, uh, Browns versus the Chiefs, J-E-T-T-D-S, Jets uh, versus the New York Football Giants, uh, Bengals versus Commanders, Ravens versus Buccaneers, uh, Dolphins uh, versus Jaguars, and Dare Raiders versus the Dallas Cowboys. L.A. Rams uh, versus Teresa's Denver Broncos. On Sunday, August 27th, you've got uh, my uncle's uh, Glenn's uh, uh, Tennessee Texans uh, versus the New Orleans Saints. Another thing I want to talk about this week, uh, there's uh, been some uh, drama in the NFL this week. Overnight Monday night, the uh, Mooresville, North Carolina, 6,300-square-foot home of Titans cornerback Caleb Farley exploded and was reduced to rubble along with several cars parked in the area. Uh, one man, who was uh, uh, Farley's father, age 61, uh, was confirmed dead, and another man, uh, who was just a family friend, was transported to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. And uh, an investigation is ongoing, and of course our thoughts and prayers go out to all affected. Uh, gas is believed to be natural gas is believed to be the coat the the cause. Titans coach Mike Rabel uh, gathered the team in prayer after practice on Tuesday. Uh, Farley played at Virginia Tech and was uh, the Titans' uh, first round pick at number twenty two in the twenty twenty one draft. Jay and then uh, the uh, Eagles Jason K- Kelsey uh, put a blindside hit on Colts uh, uh, Zare uh, Franklin on uh, Tuesday. Uh, at their during their practice, and uh, and the uh, it, which led to a uh, bench clearing brawl, and uh, t- Kelsey later took responsibility for his actions and called it a cheap shot. Check out CBSSports.com for a full list of NFL team by team roster cuts as of Tuesday, August twenty first. Another thing I want to talk about this week is I talked about a collector spotlight last week. Uh, this week, I want to talk about a uh, uh, documentary that's on Netflix. Um, it's called Quarterback. It's an NFL documentary um, that follows the. Uh, it follows three quarterbacks: Kansas City Chiefs Patrick Mahomes, uh, Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings, and Atlanta Falcons Marcus Mariota. Their family life, their family, their life in the locker room, the training field, the game day experience. Um, it's one season, eight episodes. The first episode aired uh, July 9th of 2023. Executive producers are Peyton Manning, Ross uh, Keetover, uh, Pat Kelleher, and Keith uh, 
um, loss and uh, Keith uh, loss loss over. I think episode and then uh, the uh, uh, first episode just kind of is a is a just a general episode that just kind of introduces the series. Episode two starts out with Patrick and. Um, uh, Brittany Mahomes arriving and it's it's called uh, Homecoming and it starts out with Patrick and Brittany Mahomes arriving in Lubbock, Texas uh, for Patrick, where Patrick played for the Texas Tech Red Raiders for his induction into their ring of honor. At the end of the first episode, uh, uh, partway into the second episode uh, of Homecoming, I was hearing Patrick uh, Patrick Mahomes throwing around the F word a little more than I would like. And um, and then uh, Marcus Mariota and his wife got to go back to their uh, Western roots. And uh, as uh, the Seahawks or the uh, Atlanta Falcons went to play, or the Atlanta Falcons went to play the Seattle Seahawks, and they kind of got to visit uh, their Oregon uh, college roots. And uh, Kirk Cousins shows us the memory room in his family's home with the uh, things from his, his uh, youth football, high school, even non-football things, all the uh, way up through his college and pro football career, all his game balls on the top the shelf of one of his uh, shelves there, and uh, retraces his path from being drafted as a backup for, by Washington to be to becoming their starter to moving on to becoming the uh, starting quarterback in Minnesota. Episode three was called Kings of Pain and showed the pain, uh, the injuries that all these players, these uh, quarterbacks have to endure uh, coming back uh, to play each week. And some of the uh, tougher players they have to go up against, uh, taking who they take hits from and make hits on and still have to show respect for them. Um, and when they, when, when, why they put themselves through all this uh, physical torture each week to play this game. And then episode four, uh, talked about the uh, tactics of the game, uh, the play schemes, how much studying goes into them, and that type of thing. It's eight episodes. I'm going to leave you to go watch the rest. Uh, so again, God bless. Hope you're having a wonderful week. Hope the Lord Jesus Christ and your relationship with Him is blessing you richly. Uh, this has been Loshman Football, Loshman across the NFL. Thanks, Loshman. Wonderful as always. Um, I'm going to touch on our sponsor, and then Michelle, I believe you have a player to talk about. I do. Thanks to Faith on the Field. Love it. All right. So this week's sponsor is Kadosh Media. Look, you know for a fact that uh, you know we're doing this podcasting thing, but Kadosh Media can help you set up your own show. If you have a team that maybe you want to talk about, why don't you set up a podcast around that team? It's a beautiful idea. So I want you to go to www.kadoshmedia.com, fill out that contact form, and let's get your podcast launched. So, okay, Michelle, who are we highlighting this week? Well, I was fortunate to run across a rookie player that has quite a God story. And thanks to Sports Spectrum, and of course, like I said, the uh, faith on the field folks. And this rookie is a quarterback. He was drafted from Ohio State, and he is um, uh, now playing for the Houston Texans, and his name is C.J. Stroud. And I know he has quite a story of coming out of a hard family situation. His dad was a pastor in his younger years and then unfortunately fell 
and got into some bad things. Um, and he got thrown in jail and he's in incarceration. I mean, he got in some big trouble with drugs and a lot of other kidding. Yeah, not um, he was, you know, stealing and different things like that. And so he just fell back. So he's he's in, you know, out of his life. But as a result of that, um, that kind of propelled him forward in his life. And he is definitely a believer and he is a pretty old soul for his age. And he had to grow up fast because of things that had happened to him in his family. Um, I'll tell you just a little bit. He was a starter, as I mentioned. He went, he played for Ohio State, but he completed 69.3% of his passes while throwing for 8,123 yards and 85 touchdowns. And the Buckeyes went 22 to four with him, winning the Rose Bowl two years ago and then losing, of course, to the national champ, uh, champion Georgia by one point last season. The part about him is that he believes God called him to be a leader. He not only, you know, says his faith, faith motivates him to impact people through leadership, but also through love. And so what he tries to do is show love, let people know that, you know, whenever they're going through hard things, that they're not by themselves, they have help. And he tries to point them to God and, you know, share his faith. And he also, um, you know, uses his celebrity to do great things um, in his community when he can. And he's, you know, definitely, you know, trying to remain humble and grounded and all the things that he can, because he understands how these, how blessings can be stripped. They can be stripped away at any point. That's where he's at. He has, you know, given God glory in his social media posts. Um, he is big on Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And he always wants to give God the glory for his health, for all the things that he has been blessed with. He actually did a post. You can follow him on Instagram, CJ Stroud. Um, and it is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And that was back in 2023, early 2023. I think that was prior to him being drafted. So, you know, his faith is going to take him a long way, I think. And he has come through some pretty hard things. So anyway, God's blessing him. And he, in turn, is trying to honor God and do the right thing on the field as well as off. What I love about this story is, you know, often when you see uh, a situation where the father uh, um, is is incarcerated, more often than not, the kid follows because they're, they're following the footsteps of the father. What I love about this is that uh, uh, CJ said, no, I'm going to focus on what I want to focus on, what, where I feel God led me. He doubled down on his faith. And now he's playing in the NFL and being a light, you know, to others. I love that. You know, he didn't follow the way of the world. He he 
he didn't follow what happened the trend that usually happens he actually uh stepped up and is uh trying to be a godly example yeah because i think when this situation happened with this daddy was 13 you know think about that age is such a critical age oh yeah yeah especially with kids um, rebellion and then yep. they, you know yep you know and it could have been very easy for him to follow in the same uh the, the the same dynamic it really could have and so you know for me i i i see that as a miracle that he didn't yes i i mean i'm sure his mother was really praying everybody was praying for him and you know even as you know who knows where his dad will go um and where his he's at but there is you know, lots of his story that has not yet to unfold, but his dad's serving 38 years in prison. That's a long time. And that is a hard thing. And that did cause a lot of problems with their whole home stability, for sure. I bet it did. I bet it did. But I I'm, I think it's really cool that, you know, CJ has, again, he's, you know, bucked the trend, so to speak. And, and he's, he's living for Christ. That to me is like way, yeah, that's, that's someone that, you know, you can look at and go, you know what? You keep doing that. You keep doing that, buddy. Yeah. He does drive a a 200,000 Bentley (laughs) and his name, image and likeness, you know, is on there. And he's done some, you know, definitely like, you know, he's trying to, you know, help out and, give you know cards gift cards to people and overall make a difference and you know help those that are less fortunate and i think that's cool that's really really good well thank you so much michelle for um bringing this guy to light i i didn't know anything about him and that's why i love these segments because you know you learn about people play you know the players that we watch on the field we learn more about them and it's really encouraging it is. And I'm just so grateful that we're starting to see a few others, you know, that are bringing out the faith side of players. Uh, faith on the field is, of course, all players in all sports, right? We're focusing on NFL, but it's just so good to see how God is at work. That is just a blessing. Amen. Amen. Well, I I think... You know, we have, of course, we're recording on a Thursday, so we've got plenty of football to watch tonight. Um, you know, uh, we're going into another weekend of good football games. I'm really excited. So, um, with that, guys, that about wraps us up. We're, we're just going to continue. Hey, if you like what you're seeing here, uh, give us a follow. If you're on, on Twitter or X as it's now called, uh, give us a follow at Blazing Gutch. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Um, or you can follow us in whatever podcast app you're you're listening to us on. We would love for you to give us a, a rating and a review. And um, it, I mean, if you want us to see, if you want us to highlight someone else, let us know. You know, maybe someone we don't know about on your team. Let us know who we should highlight next. You know, we would love to hear from you. With that, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. Been a blast. Let's go. Let's go, teams. Amen to that. With that, I'm Teresa Blaze. This has been Blazing Gutch, and we're out.
you run across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575-223-1596. You're going to get a little link. You're going to fill out your information. And if you got football thoughts, anything, we want to hear about it. 